Welcome to the Direct Farm Podcast, the weekly listen for farm selling direct. We'll talk about the four levers for farm success, which are quality, brand, price, and convenience. We'll hear from outside industry experts and producers like you to delight your customers, to save time, and to increase your direct farm sales and business. We're glad you're here. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the seventh episode of the Direct Farm Podcast. And if you've been listening along, you know that we've covered our four keynote speakers from the August 4th, 2020 Direct Farm Conference. Today, we're going to shift gears, but first, we have a really, really exciting announcement. And that is that following that first conference, we got such good questions and feedback on brand and price and convenience that we are going to put on three more conferences and deep dive on each of those. So go to directfarmconference.com and you'll be able to see the Direct Farm series. Our first conference will be a deep dive on brand to get farms ready for the upcoming holiday season, to keep their brand awareness and loyalty really relevant and drive sales for their on-season during the off-season when you have a little bit more time to focus on your, your digital channels. So go over to directfarmconference.com. You'll be able to register and join us on November 10th for the first conference on brand. So with that in mind, to help us kick off the conversation around brand, today I had a conversation with Valerie Lumen, and I'll let her introduce herself. She and her husband, Jared, own Grass-Fed Cattle Co. in southeastern Minnesota. We um, we farm in Minnesota in the southeastern corner um, near Goodhue, Minnesota, and we raise grass-fed beef, pastured chickens, and then we work with a couple other farmers as well. Um, we farm with my husband, Jared's dad, um, John, and love it out here. It's beautiful. It's a little bit chilly um, around this time of the year, but um, we absolutely love it. Just finished our last batch of chickens, uh, went to the butcher this morning, and so it's been a really fun summer and now kind of fall for us. Um, we own the grass-fed cattle company and we primarily serve our customers in the Twin Cities. We bought the grass-fed cattle company from another couple, um, Marcus and Abby, about a year and a half ago now and they started the grass-fed cattle company because they really wanted to find a local farmer that they trusted that they knew had really high quality beef that their family could buy from. And so they asked a few friends of theirs if they wanted to share a whole steer. They were splitting it up in their kitchen with some friends of theirs and ended up having more people that wanted to do the same. And so they decided to start a business around that and went out and found some local farmers that had really great grass-fed and grass-finished beef and started the grass-fed cattle company kind of from their own home in the Twin Cities and really got the the basics all set up for us and ran the business for about eight years before we bought it a year and a half ago. And so um, Jared and I got married a little over two years ago and had been doing a little bit of direct marketing off of our farm, just, you know, a few had a year, maybe five, 10 sometimes. And it was something we always had really wanted to do. And him and his brother were just kind of looking at this website one day um, and saw the grass cattle company for sale. And we fell in love with it. We loved their website, their branding. We became owners and it's kind of been a wild ride since then. We've learned a lot, but are absolutely in love with just the group of customers we get to serve and all the great people that support our farm and get to enjoy the meat that we work hard to raise. 
I asked Valerie what it was like to purchase an existing brand, and she mentioned that they really fell in love with it, but I wanted to know what had changed and how they made that brand their own. The brand that I fell in love with uh, really is still the same. It was very authentic and vibrant and connected to the farmer and really focused around building trust with those farmers um, to the customers. So I think that's something Marcus and Abby just did an excellent job of and really gave us a great place to start and continue to build off of, um, kind of branding it a little bit more towards our farm. Um, that's the hope that someday we'll be able to raise a lot more of the product. We're currently working with four or five other farmers and you know getting some off of our farm as well. And so we've, we've changed a few things, but that brand hasn't changed a whole lot just because we still want it to be a really um, vibrant, authentic, um, feeling and experience for our customers, whether it's through our emails um, and our communication that way, whether it's through the in-person experiences they have, um, you know, just opening up that box and seeing some really delicious uh, meat from our, our farm. So that side of things hasn't changed a lot. What has changed is when they were um, selling a few years ago, they were only selling in bulk. So Ace, quarters and halves of steers and then um, half pigs as well. And so we have expanded that a little bit really to provide a little bit more convenience for some of our customers. We've also added pastured chickens because right away we sent out a survey asking people what they'd like us to add or do differently. And that was the biggest thing we heard back. So we got right on it and we added those to our farm as soon as we could um, last year and have had great a great time raising those for the last few summers. So of course, on this podcast, we love to talk about levers and it's more often the four levers for farm success, right? The quality, brand, price, and convenience. But levers can also just be anything that's worked really well for your farm to help drive sales and ultimately to grow your business and be successful. So I asked Valerie what some of those things were for grass-fed cattle co that she and Jared had tried over the past year and been able to make work really well for them. A few things that we have done just to serve our customers better. Um, yeah, we try really hard to listen to them and ask for feedback and, and take that into consideration. Just trying to give them more options. Um, previously, they had only been able to pick up their boxes of meat, no matter how big or small, in Edina at our location where we store our meat. And that works well for a lot of people in the area, which a lot of our customers are right around there, but we do have some that are in the suburbs of the Twin Cities. And so we were able to add delivery for those people and they absolutely love that, especially during this time where there's so many unknowns. And so that was a big one that we added. Um, we also added shipping for people, which um, some took advantage of this summer when they were at their cabins, um, having a ship a box of meat up there so it could be there when they got there. Uh, for the weekend to spend with their family. Um, and then just overall, I think continuing to provide the quality meat that they fell in love with, that the Grassfed Cattle Company started with and continuing to make sure that that's our top priority um, and making sure that the brand is focused around being connected to the farm and trying to do everything we can on social media during their in-person visits to just make them comfortable asking questions about the meat and how it was raised, what our farm is like, who we are, all of those things so that they feel comfortable with who they are supporting and where their meat is coming from. 
My next question for Valerie was a simple one, but a really critical one. I wanted to know why she thought brand was important to farms. We really focus on brand, not just as, you know, the colors or what our website looks like, but more of the experience and the feelings that customers take away when they are working with us or talking to us or just seeing us on all of our different social media or email platforms. We like to think of it as not so much branding, but building trust with the people that are supporting us. You know, they are giving us their hard-earned money and um, saying that they they trust us with that to give them a quality product. And so we're really kind of thinking of it more as a relationship with each person that we are communicating with, the people that are seeing our social media posts, that are getting our emails in their inbox, usually a couple of times a week, and uh, really just trying to build that brand. So I guess for me, you know, I've learned a lot in the last year and a half. I feel like it's been a bit of a wild ride, but um, for me, just having that thought process is a little less daunting than saying you need to build a brand. Rather, I need to build relationships with the people who are trusting us and who are supporting our farm. That seems a lot more doable um, than saying I need to change or build or whatever it is with a brand that sometimes sometimes can be daunting, at least for me, right in the beginning. Having worked with Valerie before, I knew that she went to college for marketing. I wanted to know what carried over from her school experience and then what she learned new, um, what got picked up just by simply doing it. There are so many things I know I learned in college that I'm using every day, but you know, you kind of forget at least I start to forget where I learned things. And, you know, did I read it on the internet? Did I hear it in class? Did I, you know, pick it up somewhere along the lines? You know, I follow a lot of different farm accounts and get ideas from other people. Um, So it's hard to remember what exactly, but I know one of the skills was definitely photo editing, um, how to take a good picture just on my phone. We take a lot of the pictures that we use for our newsletters, social media, on our own phones um, so that, you know, we can save time and a little bit of money and being able to edit those and make them look a little bit more like a professional photo was definitely a good skill. Um, And then just some key messaging things that I know we learned in college, looking at different companies' websites, doing a little bit of case studies around which companies have been successful with their key messaging, what really sticks in customers' minds, um, that has always played into how I tried to brand the grass-fed cattle company and um, build that trust through our brand. So uh, those are some skills I know I remember learning in college that I'm still using every day, but just just the little things, even in our social media posts, in our newsletters, always having that call to action and asking people to do something or think about something or shop, whatever it might be, um, is, is another thing that I remember just being pounded into our heads, but it definitely stuck with me and it is something I use every day. So Valerie mentioned key messages. And so I wanted to hear what Grass-Fed Cattle Co.'s key messages were that were being repeated throughout all of their posts. So our key messages, you know, they're really a combination of what we believe and value the most on our farm and in our family. And so they really go back to, um, kind of three main things, the environment and trying to do everything we can to take care of our land, to use regenerative practices that really heal 
the land that we believe we've been blessed um, to be given and to have the responsibility to care for. Um, and so we want to make sure that we are being sustainable in that aspect. And then second, that we are providing the most nutrient-dense, healthy food for not only our family, but lots of other families, and that we're blessed to be connected to those people and that we get to care for them as well. Um, and then lastly, just the family aspect. Um, not only our direct family and being able to give future generations an opportunity to farm if they so choose or other people. You know, we may not have children that end up farming, but we may be in contact with people that are like family to us. And we'd love to teach those people what we've learned along the way um, and to farm in a regenerative way as well. So those, those three things um, really are our three key messages. I try to tie into every post, every email, every interaction I have with people um, because that's what I want them to remember and to feel when they think of the grass-fed cattle company. Having heard Valerie at the direct conference, I knew that she had some really important things to say on saving time and marketing. And so I asked her that question. She gave me two main ways. The first one was planning. Yeah, I would say there's kind of two big ways I try to do that. And one is through planning those social media posts. I will admit I haven't been quite as good the last few weeks at planning them out. Um, it's just been a little bit crazy here um, with all of the animals going to the butcher and um, getting those boxes packaged for our customers. But I can tell you when I do use this practice, it saves me so much time and um, thought and energy uh, really just gives me more freedom throughout the week. Uh, I try to plan out one week of posts at a time um, using, you know, our key messages, of course, but also the three E's, which I know we talked a lot about um, through my part in the direct conference, but the three E's being educate, entertain, and e-commerce. Trying to kind of rotate between those um, three big topics of my posts and using those to kind of pair with a key message and then create a post with a call to action. So I plan them out each week through just a simple email to myself and uh, write out the captions, try to pair that with a photo that I've taken on the farm throughout the last week, or we do use some stock photos for um, pictures of meat. And that seems to work really well. And just really simply then during the day, I can take time to copy and paste that into an Instagram or Facebook post um, and get that sent out. So I find that it, it takes me a little bit of time to kind of get into the mindset and remind myself of those key messages to start writing them. But if I can do them all at once, I'm already in that mindset. I'm thinking about our customers, what they want to hear, um, what they've asked me, and I can really get those done a lot quicker. The second way that Valerie shared she was saving a ton of time is with drip campaigns through MailChimp. I'll let her share what that looks like for Grassfed Cattle Co., but we encourage farms to do this. It is a great way to connect with your customers while also saving some time. When somebody signs up to be part of our email list through our website, through our Facebook, you name it, they automatically start getting some emails from us, introducing them to our farm, our business, and all of that. So there are three different emails one that introduces them to kind of our dream behind this business and really gets to the heart of our why behind what we do. Then introduces them to our farm, why we farm in the way we do, um, who they're supporting and the values behind the farm that they're supporting. And then lastly, our business, how it works. It's 
a bit of a call to action to make their first order and some of the different ways that they can do that. So that is awesome because people will reply back to those. They will bring those up when I see them in person and say, loved reading about your farm, you know, watching the video, all of those things. I don't think I would be able to, you know, spend that time telling each and every person that subscribes to our email, um, all of those things that we want them to hear. Valerie is so thoughtful about the messaging that she uses to keep it consistent and make sure that customers are walking away knowing a few key things. I asked her what her system for planning content is, because I know it is so important for actually driving sales, but also for saving time and continuing to post consistently. The system that works best for me is to just open a blank email that I actually send to myself and write a quick outline of every day of the week and which of the three E's I'm going to post about that day. So I literally will just write Monday, entertain, Tuesday, educate, Wednesday, e-commerce. And then I'll try to come up with a big topic of that um, post. And so whether that be, you know, sale on ribeyes or share a influencer's post that they've done with us or to share a recipe um, or share about why we choose to grass finish our beef cattle. Um, all of those things, you know, I just jot down really quickly and create that outline. And then I start working on the actual post. And so I type out that content and pair it with a photo. And sometimes I do run into, you know, kind of a, a bit of a writer's block. And I'm just like, I don't know what what's new, what I could post about that um, people will find interesting. And I find myself just going back to those key messages and they're kind of ingrained in my brain. They are sort of who we are as people and farmers. And so sometimes it's just easy to forget that that's not everyone's life and they find our story interesting and they want to hear about it. And so actually one of my favorite posts is one that I did about the day in the life of a farmer. And I talked about what Jared does every day um, kind of his schedule and all the things he checks on and the livestock he cares for and people loved it. But, you know, to us, it's just another kind of boring, typical day. And so um, just remembering when I do have that writer's block to go back to those key messages and even kind of create a grid of the three key messages along the top and those three E's along the side. And that gives me nine post options that I can easily tie together um, talking about, you know, the health, the nutrition behind our grass-fed beef and what benefits that offers and, and why you should click the link below to buy a ribeye steak. Um, and so that's kind of how I plan out our posts and try to make it a little bit less time commitment and try to do it all in one batch just to keep that mindset of, what are our customers wanting to hear and how can I best connect with them and build trust with them through these posts? I asked Valerie about this holiday season as she's moving into it, um, both because it's a time to be connecting with customers online and also a time to be driving sales. In the past, we have done quite a few events this time of year where you know we get to meet new people, um, talk about maybe a holiday box we have going on. We have in the past done gift boxes and things like that. Uh, we do offer gift certificates to our customers to give as um, presents to people. Uh, unfortunately, I just don't know that we're going to have a lot of extra 
product for us to sell during this, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas season that's coming up, um, which is unfortunate, but I think we're going to try to take a little bit of a different spin. I'm going to try to do some kind of my second time trying subscription model. Um, the first time I think I just made it a little bit too detailed in what they get in every box and that made it difficult on the inventory side of things for managing it. So um, taking some advice that I heard through the direct conference, um, I'm gonna try to leave it a little bit more wide open. And so that may be a promotion we do during the holiday season. Um, I'm being completely honest, we just don't have the uh, processing dates or the animals on our farm to have product available the whole time during that season. So it's going to be a little bit different and still kind of a work in progress for what we're going to do about that. But, um, you know, we've had a lot more um, interest in the bulk orders recently. And so we've been trying to get those pre-orders filled um, and keep planning more processing dates as, as close as we can so we can get those customers' freezers filled with meat from our farm. It was great to hear that Valerie had not only attended and presented at the direct conference, but also learned something new that was working for another farm and is turning around and giving that a try with Grassfed Cattle Co. And in the spirit of sharing advice, my last question for Valerie was what takeaways, what advice do you have for farms that are listening that has worked really well for you? Yeah, well, I by no means feel like an expert. I am learning every day and have lots to learn from other farmers. So appreciate the people that have taken time to answer my questions along the way. But something I have learned in the last year and a half or two years of having this business is just to take those opportunities to learn, to find podcasts. I just discovered a new pastured poultry podcast that I'm I don't know, 10 episodes into already, and it's only been like a week since I found it. But just to take those opportunities to learn from other farmers, you know, send them an Instagram message and ask them about a post they made or about anything you have questions about. Most, most every farmer I have come in contact with is just so happy to help others. And another great piece of advice along those same lines that Dr. Williams said at one of the trainings I was at is to make sure that you are responding to people that have feedback, whether it's positive or negative. And it's really tempting to, um, you know, wait a little while to respond to those people who might not have the best feedback to say, but those are the ones you should really reply to the quickest. And try to listen and ask questions and really understand where they're coming from and use that feedback, trying not to take it personally, but use that feedback to make your business better and to connect more and um, understand what people are really looking for. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to that conversation with Valerie as much as I enjoyed having it. She has some awesome insights on how to be thoughtful and really effective in messaging to your consumers and really driving sales, building that brand loyalty by building relationships online. So thank you to Valerie again, and do come back, join us next week. We are gonna talk to Grace. She is a barn to door employee who before joining us was working on a farm herself. So she's gonna tell us about that experience uh, and why she's excited to be doing what she is now. Have a good week, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.